right. Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast here at joshcolebluegrass.com. Have a, a great episode lined up today. Very, very, very great. Uh, I'm joined here in air quote studios, if you will, with, uh, of course, my good friend Alfonso. Has anyone seen Alfonso? I hear he's in the house. I've seen him. <laughs> Alfonso, thanks for coming down and uh, joining me again here at uh, Airquote Studios. Hey, man. Thanks for having me again. Um, I know it's usually because I'm here right when you wake up. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's more of a like you, you can't get him to go away situation. <laughs> That's why he's trying to spin me off. <laughs> uh, we are also joined today by our good friend, uh, the one and only Nick Dawson. Nick, thanks for coming down and recording with us today. Glad Thank to have you. you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here in the Air Quote Studios. Yes, Thank you. Yes, with the roof on today. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little rainy out here in the Pacific Northwest today. We won't be won't be going outside on this episode. Yeah, so that means we'll we'll probably finish up the day a lot quicker because I think it took longer to set up and record. Yep. Hey, hey you know. <laughs> like, but anyways. Anyway, uh, we have a great show lined up today. We're bringing uh, some Larry Sparks. Uh, now Larry Sparks is. Uh, I don't know how old he is at this point. He's definitely up there. He uh, he was taken on by Ralph Stanley right after Carter Stanley passed away. So we're talking back in like 1966, uh, Ralph Stanley hired Larry Sparks. And at that time, Larry was 17. So I guess we could figure out how old he is, but I don't want to do the math. Uh, 66. 60, there he is, see? Yeah, 66. Nick, Nick Nick is a math whiz, too, by the way. That's right. That was incredible. <laughs> I, yes. I used nothing to help me at all. All right. Well, so Larry Sparks is, uh, is 66 years old, and the recording we're going to listen to today is from 1992. So it's it's a somewhat recent recording in regards to this podcast, because I think previously the uh, we've only had stuff maybe up to the 70s. Yeah, 79, I think, and that was Keith Whitley yeah. with the hair. And I'm pretty sure 92 is when Bluegrass made its huge push in pop music. No, no, dude. Wagon Wheel didn't come out till like three years ago. <laughs> He's got you on that one. He does. Touche. Uh, <laughs> Oh, so uh, without uh, any further ado, we're going to start off here with a little bit of Larry Sparks. They do a little instrumental intro and then into the classic uh, Kentucky Girl. And here it goes.
you. Thank you very much. Good to be with you folks today and after night and myself, Larry Sparks, and all the Lonesome Ramblers. We're glad to get the chance to play for you folks here in the Fairfax, Virginia. It's been a while since we had the opportunity. All my band is good and lonesome today, ain't you boys? Try to keep them lonesome, you know. They work a lot better that way. They work a little cheaper sometimes, too. Try to do a lot of my record songs for you today and uh, a few of them we have recorded, some gospel singing, some new songs, and uh, hope you'll enjoy our part of the show. All right, that was the uh, instrumental intro, Kentucky Girl and Carter's Blues. And as you can hear in the background, we are also joined today by some of the younger members here at Airquote Studios. We've got uh, Annabelle, as usual, but we're also joined by Violet, and Sawyer is down here today for his, uh, his also his first appearance on the show. Yes, Sawyer the Destroyer. <laughs> so far, not destroying this. <laughs> Knock on wood or something. We'll see. There it is. Uh, so yeah, that last song we heard was Carter's Blues. That's a uh, an instrumental written by Larry Sparks, uh, with uh, Carter being, of course, from Carter Stanley, who was such a big influence on uh, on him. And uh, his guitar style, we were talking a little bit about that, how he's, uh, it's really unique. I mean, he takes a lot of breaks on a lot of songs, and he really utilizes the lower part of the neck, a lot of that, the lower tones of the guitar, which is cool. But you know, that's not the only style that Larry Sparks has. It's not just his guitar style. He has a he has great hairstyle, right? He's got a mean widow's peak, <laughs> super mean widow's peak. And that brings us to a new segment of our show called "The Greatest Widow Peaks of All Time." Bum bum bum. <laughs> so Nick here was uh, going clamp it style, doing a little bit of research, and we've discovered uh, Larry Sparks isn't the first person to don the widow's peak. Uh, there are many celebrities uh, even today that have widow's peaks that maybe you didn't even know about it. Uh, the first, of course, celebrities I'd like to get out of the way are the Counts. Uh, Chocula. Dracula. The. The. Yeah, I think we just counted one, two, three. I don't know. Wait, wait, real quick, before we move on from the Counts, I mean, really, like, who's the coolest one? I mean, I really like Chocula. I mean, Chocula's got the cereal going for him. Yeah. But I, 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 my vote goes Sesame Street with I the... I feel he's more famous. That's a fact. Well, does that mean he's no, the coolest? I mean... <laughs> I, think, I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, but, but look, look. Chocula could say, I'm cereal, bro. He is cereal. <laughs> but can he count? Uh, I think you win. <laughs> I think you win. Oh, uh, what else? What other famous Widow Peaks? Well, um, a few. We have uh, Jude Law, who comes in with probably the most depressing <laughs> <laughs> Widow's Peak. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's uh, pretty bad. It's a... The Widow's Peak starts about top of the head <laughs> uh, and goes back from there. It almost looks like a mini mohawk or something. I wish you could see this, folks. It's, it looks like desperation. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Uh, other ones we have... Uh, Terrence Howard, uh, a sports and mean one. Um, wait, wait, wait. Who's that? The child from the monsters. Oh, a monster. Yeah, he does. That is, that is uh, we have the guy that lost Terrence his. Terrence Howard. We got the guy that lost his job to Cheadle. There's a Kardashian. Which, which one? Wow. Slightly less famous one. <laughs> wow. Marilyn Monroe comes in with a classic. Oh, she uh, does. She does. I'm shocked. Yes. I can't believe it. I can't 
Uh, well, you know, never mind. That one surprised me. <laughs> Hey, the guy that played Thor. And the guy that played <laughs> Thor. The guy that played yes. Thor. The guy that played Thor also. And, and what was the next picture a few down? Looked like uh, Count Dracula himself. Is that who that was? It was, uh, oh, we missed it. We're past we it. Him. The guy who played Thor. Is that what they call him? I, you know, that's the best I, I can him. come up with right now. It's that's like, all I got. Like the guy on the couch? I wasn't prepared. Uh, I didn't the, uh, <laughs> the redheaded lady from uh, How I Met Your Mother? Bandcamp girl. Bandcamp girl. Also, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, kind well, of extreme. It's like flutes, uh, it's more than yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, an impressive one. It is. It's an yeah. impressive one. She's, she's she's weird looking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of this just comes back to you know, Larry. If you're listening to this, you're not the only one, bro. It's you really fine. Are. It's fine. The widow speak is fine. Yeah, it's it works. And you know what we neglected to talk about in the Count conversation is that actually Larry Sparks himself has the nickname Count Sparkula. Oh. Which is so, a great nickname. So wait, so he nickname. gets two spots on this thing. Yeah. I think that actually makes him the winner. <laughs> yeah, that does make like, him the winner. <laughs> and let's not forget about those chops, he's, dude. Those he's chops influencing are cool young Hollywood. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> let's say that. That's true. <laughs> to this yeah. day. At 66 years old. Yeah. 66 years old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Van Camp girl's going for it. She is. Jude uh, won't let go of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's fighting for it. He's fighting for it. He believes in it. These oh, oh. pictures are outstanding. Yeah, his, his widow's peak started to recede, so he kind of shaved around it. <laughs> nice. Yes. All right. Well, hey, we're going to move on with some more music. Uh, great segment to the show. Great new addition. The uh, greatest widow peaks of all time. Or spark style. Spark style. Spark style. Whatever you want to call it. The guy's kind of sparky. Nice. Well, hey, we're going to do some more music here. This one's going to start out, a uh, little set here, starting out with Heart Trouble. <laughs> Where is it, Young Obama? Dude, Young Obama! <laughs> Here's one coming out on a brand new CD. I'm looking for a place, my dear, for the doctor broken heart. I've got another one for pawn, the one you tore apart. I know that it's beyond repair, another total loss. I trusted it to the wrong one, now I'll pay the cost. Heart trouble, there's nothing a doctor can do. Heart trouble, cause some love you. You out of my blood, still the pressure goes double. Knowing that all the time you're my heart trouble. There's nothing on the medicine shelf that'll ever ease my pain. To a broken heart, there's no sunshine, but there's always rain. Scar you left on my heart, down here to live a minute. It'll be like a jigsaw puzzle, putting it together again. Heart trouble, there's nothing a doctor can do. Heart trouble. 
I tried to get you out of my blood Still the pressure goes down Knowing that all the time You're my heart trouble Still the pressure goes double Going back all the time You're my heart trouble Well, I think my city days are done more And it ain't been three weeks since I came Hey, mama, 
I do remember what you said Say your prayers Before you go to bed, son And remember City women ain't the same I'm like a John Deere tractor In a half acre field Trying to plow a furrow Where the soil is made of steel Oh, I wish I was home more Where the bluegrass is grown And the sweet country girls don't complain Much perfume, I thought I'd drown. And the Lord didn't seem to be nowhere around. Hey, I fell like a flower from the vine. Oh, she was pretty, Lord knows. Thought that she would bring me joy. She laughed. She called me country boy boy And after she had been so kind I'm like a John Deere tractor In a half acre field Trying to plow fur on Where the soil is made of steel Oh, I wish I was home all Where the bluegrass is growing And the fire Thank you very much from uh, my album from about 1980, John Deere Tractor. Hope you like that. Kind of introduce the fellas to you as we go along and uh, tell you who they are. All the boys is ready to work hard for you. Over on my far right, he's going to do just a little picking. This ain't going to last forever, but he's going to do you just a little, a little mandolin playing. He's the newest member. Been with us since last August. You going to pick the same? Uh, oh, you just know one, though, don't you? Oh. Becky's home in Jamestown, Tennessee, and that's Carl Bergman on my far right with the mandolin, if you want to make him welcome. All right, welcome back. That last track was John Deere Tractor. Before that was an unnamed instrumental, and uh, preceding that was Heart Trouble. Yeah, that was, uh, this is an example of, uh, we talked about it before, when I get these recordings, sometimes it just is for a track for an instrumental they didn't know the name they'll just put a question mark and just write instrumental and and I try to look them up and a lot of them I know but this one I didn't so it's it, it's called un, unnamed instrumental unnamed instrumental one thing I wanted to comment on was Nick your readback was awesome dude it was just kind of like readback. it was like uh, maybe like at the end of a Barry White song thank you uh, <laughs> that's 100% what I was going for <laughs> I uh, 
a mission accomplished, brother. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, told, I was told I was brought here for sex appeal. <laughs> yes. And, and you can see it. Yes. Yeah. Living up to it. Up <laughs> yeah. For sure. And the other thing is, uh, I mean, Josh Cole, like a John Deere tractor. Pick, pick up t-shirt, joshcolebluegrass.com. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you're unstoppable, bro. It's a pre-order right now. It's a pre-order. It's a pre-order. Like a John Deere tractor. Well, as you can hear, we got some uh, some kid antics happening in the background. It's a uh, it's just like a three-ring circus here at Air Quote Studios. Um, but one of the songs in that set, I was talking to these guys about that song that it st- started out with their heart trouble. That is a great song, but I think it's an example of a song that, like, Larry Sparks has got this way about him, this style, that he can, his delivery on the words, he can get away with doing songs that maybe other people couldn't. Like, you know, I've, I've you know, in my Bluegrass band, have tried to play some Larry Sparks songs, and some of them translate, but others, you know, only Larry can do it. I can't quite put my finger on what it is or why, but he's just got this style about him. Not the hairstyle, not the, <laughs> but this, this other style. So many styles. So many styles. No, this, this is really good. This has been one of my favorite uh, sets so far. Um, I might even say I like it better than the Jimmy Martin set. I, I think I like that's, this, I like the Jimmy Martin story. I think that's yeah. what really makes me like Martin a lot. But, yeah. But this, I found myself, yeah. you know, like, you know what, I'm gonna listen to that track again. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this entire set was very enjoyable. I, yeah. And also learned about, uh, again, you know, it's stay away from Virginia girls, and city girls aren't the same. Or wait, city girls ain't the same. But. But Kentucky t- girls? Woo! <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's where it's at. Yeah, I mean, like, even Neil Diamond sings about Kentucky girls. Yeah. <laughs> and. Neil Diamond and Larry Sparks actually have some similarities in their hair. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. So, you know, Fonz, as he's been doing these shows, has been, uh, has been expanding his bluegrass knowledge. You know, after the Jimmy Martin show, he was a, a devout Jimmy Martin fan. Bringing in some Larry Sparks here was a personal favorite of mine. Um, but Nick here, we're talking, he has also a, a very little knowledge of bluegrass um, prior, you know, other than just what I forced him to listen to. Although he's very so, intelligent. So I can I pick just it up. Know, <laughs> <laughs> pick it up with your lane, man. <laughs> I just wanted to take a chance and open it up and say, hey, you know, do you have any questions? Is there anything you wanted to know? Anything you wanted to ask about it, bluegrass? I do. I feel one of the first questions I have is, are there young bluegrass musicians? <laughs> I, I feel like everyone I've, I've ever seen, they're, they're, um, they're on the latter stages of life. Uh, I, that's a reasonable question. Well, they, they, you know, they drink a lot of whiskey. Maybe they like whiskey, you know, it gets better with it age. Could be. I think it's a two-part, I think it's a two-part answer. The first part being no. <laughs> the second part being the young ones look so haggard from all the whiskey that they actually appear old. So maybe just the photographs you've seen, you've seen young okay. bluegrass artists. They just look really old because they're living the hard bluegrass life. Yeah, you're right. I'm actually looking at a comparison of uh, of old Larry here when he was 17 and the way he looks now, and it's just the difference in hair color. <laughs> That's all it is. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Um, do any bluegrass artists win awards under the age of 40? <laughs> is this because if you look up these bios... He was, he's 66 now. I think the first award he wins is 2004. <laughs> I mean, he seems extremely accomplished playing with great people at uh, such a young age. Mm-hmm. And it takes until he's 50 to, <laughs> to get recognition. No, I think that's right up there. I mean, that probably goes, it's probably a, uh, uh, what, a side note to that first question. Um, I don't think they get recognition until they're older. I think you got to, maybe you got to pay your dues. You got to... 
do a certain amount of... Uh, it's a union job. It's a union job, that's right, exactly. You've got to be a certain point in life before you can actually be recognized as an official bluegrass artist. Next question. My next question would be, can you be born on either coast and be a bluegrass musician? <laughs> that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, seemingly, the answer is no. The, uh, it's, uh, you know, I mean, there are some examples of West Coast bluegrass, bluegrass that hits a national level, uh, you know, west of the Mississippi. Um, Hot Rise is an example. They're a band. But uh, generally speaking, no. Are you sure this is not like some East Coast, West Coast rap thing? No. They just met in the middle. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't some. There certainly are examples. But um, I think generally speaking, you're right. You've got to be from like the Ozarks or some uh, Appalachians, <laughs> I believe, right. come up a lot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, uh, so that was our question and answer period with Nick Dawson, just expanding his bluegrass knowledge. Uh, now, whether the answers are true or not remain to be seen. Wait, did you answer those questions? What questions? <laughs> exactly. They were helpful. <laughs> I, think we just, I think we just had a bunch of questions. It's the question and it answer a, period. <laughs> Josh. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I feel like you expanded on the question. <laughs> yes. yes. Where do we go from here, Josh? Where do we go now? <laughs> I do like to answer questions with questions. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I like it. I've learned uh, a lot. See? See? I mean, these are it's deep. They're not just easy answers, the things we're asking here. The no, they're not. Talking about. No, they're good. I do want to say, too, like, you know, uh, I feel like a, there's a little Led Zeppelin in this stuff. Hmm? <laughs> you know, like... You think, you think Count Sparkula's a fan of Led Zeppelin? No, I think uh, Led Zeppelin's a fan of Count oh, Sparkula. Ooh. Oh, ooh, I like it. Yeah, that first track, I actually thought it was like that one with the stomp, something. I don't know. I don't listen to much Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Page stealing some licks from Larry Sparks. I mean, they have been known to steal a lot, actually. See? The truth is out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hoping to defend anybody. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to do a little bit more music here. We're going to do a uh, couple numbers here. A little instrumental called Bluegrass Breakdown, and then into one. This plays into the conspiracy theory we've had here for a long time on the show about Virginia. It's <laughs> yes. called Blue Virginia Blue. I mean, tell me that isn't a clue. It's like two. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really sad. <laughs> you, don't, you, know, you don't even have to like stretch or read into that one. It's just blue, Virginia, blue. Yes, like it's like this sad Virginia is sad. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they just call the song Navy Blue? <laughs> it's like double blue. <laughs> double blue. <laughs> Yeah. 
Thank you, folks. We appreciate your hand applause. And Carl, that's a mighty fine picking. And he just knows one tune there, but that's he sure picking mighty well. And, and when he stops, he stops. He don't fool around. It's mighty fine. Carl, start us off on another song, and this is featured on the album called The Silver Reflection. And, uh, and we'd like to sing this for you, and it's called The Blue Virginia Blues. In November, when the cold Virginia rain is coming down, friend, I'm here to tell you it's no pleasure if you're all alone and a stranger to the town. Don't take me wrong, I do like East Virginia, and Richmond's full of hospitality. Except for one Virginia girl I know of That made a perfect love wreck out of me Blue, Virginia blue There ain't no blue like blue Virginia blue There's no girls in the whole wide world Could break your heart like Virginia girls There ain't no blue like blue Virginia blue St. Paul, Minnesota Said I need you here in Richmond right away Take the bus and I'll meet you at the station Bring some clothes, I might want you to stay My bus pulled in the station late this evening There ain't a soul around this place but me she must have changed her mind or she's forgotten Her name ain't in the phone directory Blue, Virginia blue There ain't no blue like blue, Virginia blue There's no girls in the whole wide world Could break your heart like Virginia girls There ain't no blue like blue, Virginia blue A taxi, a warm and cozy place to lay me down. Instead of standing all alone in Richmond, while the cold Virginia rain is coming down. Blue, blue Virginia blue. There ain't no blue like blue Virginia blue. There's no girls in the 
whole wide world could break your heart like Virginia girls. There ain't no blue like me in Virginia blue. Oh, there ain't no blue like me in Virginia blue. a tune that I recorded about 20 years ago, just exactly about 20 years ago from this time, and we call it Kentucky Chimes, and it's been a pretty good tune for me around the country, and uh, we'd like to play it for you. Still call it Kentucky Chimes, and to get us uh, started underway is my banjo player here from uh, for about seven years now. He's been with us traveling around the country. He's uh, from the state of Kentucky, down just out of Lexington, Kentucky, a little place called Clay City, and uh, He's uh, one of the finest banjo players I've had the pleasure of working with in that Lonesome Rambler group. And I pay him mighty well, I'll tell you. We pay him all week before. We pay him a dollar two ninety eight a day and all the hot dogs all he can eat. Very Crabtree, give him a little hand if you will here today. Make him welcome. Thank you, John. All right. Hey, that was Blue Virginia Blue. And before that, we heard Bluegrass Breakdown. Uh, Bluegrass Breakdown is, of course, a Bill Monroe instrumental, kind of a mandolin showcase piece, and they use it just for that, just there. The mandolin player gets to really show off. It's a killer version of it. Is he tall? In my mind. I, don't, I guess I haven't <laughs> seen the pictures. I don't know. Um, the uh, And then we heard Blue Virginia Blue, which uh, has been an ongoing theme now for two or three episodes. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every time Virginia comes up, something bad happens. Yeah. It, it took place in Virginia. It was a person named Virginia. They're blue. Yeah, there's associated a lot with being blue, sad, depressed, um, or sometimes, you know, some of the murder ballads take place in Virginia. In Virginia. It's, it's rough. It is. But <laughs> and, and something that we didn't really put together until this episode is the, the opposite side of that. The other side of the pendulum swing is everything in Kentucky is, it's is great. yeah. Kentucky is. is good, man. Yeah, like... It also could go back to the whole no coast. I feel like Virginia's closer to the coast, maybe. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> now nah, just I want to put it out there. You know, we don't. No offense to the, all of our fans in Virginia, and uh, you know, yes. we love all you fans of Kentucky, but not any more than the others. Yes, but it does but, seem like a theme. And if we happen to be in Kentucky and have a better time in Virginia, in Virginia, we won't tell them. We wouldn't. <laughs> we wouldn't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Blue Virginia Blue. That was, that's a great song, and really adds to the theory. <laughs> Well, we got a couple more songs here. We're going to be moving along. Uh, this next one is a, uh, an instrumental that Larry Sparks has made real famous. And again, here it is. Look at it, guys. Kentucky Chimes. Yeah. Sounds positive. It sounds I, I, good. I guarantee you it's positive. <laughs> <laughs>
try to finish that tune up for you one of these days. Me and my big band's gonna do one of my big hits now. Go on and tell me you don't love me anymore. Go on and hurt me like you hurt me before. I'll find a reason to look away when you're untrue. Cause I love you. It's the natural thing to do. No matter how you treat me, I'll stand the test until you see this love of mine stands out from all the rest. I'll be there to mend the pieces when he breaks your heart in two. Cause I love you. It's the natural thing to do. If we could only just relive all yesterday when love was blooming like the flowers that bloom in May. I'm just wishing for the things that can't come true Cause I love you, it's the natural thing to do No matter how you treat me, I'll stand the test Until you see this love of mine stands out from all the rest I'll be there To mend the pieces When he breaks your heart in two Cause I love you It's the natural thing to do That's featured on the Silver Reflection album, Natural Thing to Do. Hope you like that number there. All right, and wrapping up the set, that was It's the Natural Thing to Do, preceded by Kentucky Chimes. Smooth. Very smooth. And you were right, it is a positive number. Kentucky Chimes is a good song. Uh, and th that, uh, it's a natural, it's only, what is it? It's the natural thing to do. Uh, that's another example of Larry Sparks. Like, that is a great song, but, you know, go ahead and try and sing it. Like, he pulls it off just with his delivery. Like, I tried to sing it, and it just didn't work out. Not that I'm, like, the greatest example. It was but not the natural thing to do. <laughs> it was very unnatural. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and so, hey, uh, we didn't talk about it earlier in the set, but this is, uh, this is only half of the show. There's actually uh, um, another ten songs or so from this performance that uh, I think we're going to have Nick come back and do that if, uh, if he's down for it. Absolutely. This was a blast. <laughs> and uh, as you may or may not know, that will also then warrant him his very own theme music, which yeah, will be exciting. finally a pleasure. <laughs> finally. That'll I, be a pleasure. To I've been waiting that. this whole podcast <laughs> to yeah. hear this. Yeah, well, you got to get the hard work out of the way first, which is <laughs> yes. episode one. Yeah, we needed to make sure you can make it through the show. He's earned close. it. I think it was close. He's earned it. The, uh, the crowd. I, I barely make it. <laughs> it's too much it's too much the crowd agrees yeah. well hey folks 
Larry Sparks from 1992. We're going to be, uh, you know, give it probably a couple, three, four weeks. We'll bring you the other half of this and get Nick back on the show. Uh, I want to thank Nick for coming down. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank Fonz for coming down and hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having me again, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, on that note, get out and sport some live bluegrass. Woo! Ow!